Welcome to Truly Fit. Welcome to the Truly Fit Podcast, where we interview experts in fitness and health to expand our wisdom and wealth. I am your host, Steve Rashuda, co-founder of Truly Fit and author of Fitness Business 101. On today's episode, it is just me. As a reminder, Monday episodes are where I have on a expert in fitness or health or medical realm, and I try to do one of two things. Each episode either helps the general population learn a little bit more about health, or it helps somebody who's working in the fitness and health and medical realm learn a little bit more about something that they can either pass on to their clients or they can use in their business. So this is for both the general population who wants to learn more about health, and the Monday episodes are also for people who are in the fitness and health and medical space and want to learn a little bit more about whether it's client relations or business tactics or just science that they can pass on to their clients, science and data and new studies. Now, uh, today I'm going to talk about three different things. First, I want to hint on something that's trending all over the fitness and health industry now. I guess it's more health than fitness, and really it's more medical than health or fitness, is Aaron Rodgers' injury. For those of you who don't know who Aaron Rodgers is, he was a quarterback for 19 years in the NFL, played his whole career with the Green Bay Packers until recently. Uh, This year, he got uh, picked up by the Jets. So he was on the Jets, traded to the Jets, actually, and three plays into the first game of his career with the Jets, uh, he tears his Achilles. Now, what was trending was not that he was tearing his Achilles, but that all this NFL PA, that's the Players Association, and a lot of the players were saying, we need to get rid of this turf. They were playing in MetLife Stadium, the, the Giants and the Jets share a stadium. It's actually, you know, called, they're called the New York Giants and the New York Jets. Most people don't know this if you're not from this area, but uh, their stadium actually is in New Jersey. But anyhow, uh, I digress. They have a turf substance. Now, about 50% of the NFL stadiums currently have the same turfs. Okay, it's a newer age turf. This isn't the turf that they were using in the 80s and 90s that was causing even more injuries. This turf is supposed to be safer. The studies don't bear that out, right? 16% more lower body injuries with this turf. And 28% more non-contact lower body injuries with turf as compared to grass. And these were studies done, you know, in conjunction with the NFL, right? So like really good numbers of, and, and a lot of data points here. Now, the issue is Aaron Rodgers' injury specifically was not based upon the ground that was underneath him. This wasn't a non-contact injury. This wasn't a slip. This wasn't where someone sticks their foot in the ground and they, their body weight is shifting one way, but the, you know, the turf doesn't give in the appropriate manner or the, the realistic manner that you think you're going to feel that you have the proprioception for grass and it's just not there. This was an acute trauma injury that happened because of his plantar to dorsiflexion ankle movement that snapped his Achilles. So let me break that down a little bit. He was he was being chased by a 250-pound linebacker who had his hands around Aaron Rodgers' waist. Rodgers was leaning forward, trying to run forward, but his body was falling forward. As he was falling forward, that foot, that heel that was up on the ground, got pushed down towards the ground. So his foot went from plantar flexion to dorsiflexion while his body was going down. And all of that pressure snapped his Achilles tendon. It wouldn't matter what surface was underneath, right? His toes didn't get caught, so to speak. That had nothing to do with that. It was downward pressure that he had from that linebacker going down. And his heel went to the ground while he was in that plantar flexion position. He quickly went to dorsiflexion with all of that weight and that impact, that quick torque. And that's what tore his Achilles. So this would have happened on any surface it had nothing to do with the, this particular surface. Now, I, I do still think I'm, that the NFL should get rid of turf and they should put in all grass because it is safer. We have the stats and they, sh- they should go ahead and do this. But I don't think th- this is the case that the NFLPA should be using as their lead case 
when reaching out and sitting at the table with the NFL owners and trying to negotiate for this. I think they should look at the non-contact ACL injuries, which really bear that out, not only from a statistical standpoint, but really from more of a mechanistic standpoint. It makes sense in these non-contact injuries and how your foot is planted and how there is no give, why, why they are happening more frequently. And, and again, we have the statistics to bear that out, 28% more non-contact injuries, lower body injuries on turf than we have on grass. Secondly here, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a friend of mine who's been on the podcast before, Chris Scott. Chris Scott runs a, a program called Fit Recovery. Um, Chris was in recovery for alcohol. I guess you could say he is. I think people who uh, were alcoholics or are alcoholics always are in recovery, so to speak. This is not an expertise of mine, and I don't claim to be an expert. But what I will say is uh, addiction is not something that we figured out. We don't have the answer. Nobody has, nobody has a monopoly on dealing with addiction. And I've had people write in before saying like, hey, you know, like this is, you know, he, he does things differently than AA. And uh, I saw one of his ads get taken down. Yeah, you want to know why? Because there's a large industry, a lot of money behind these recovery places like, like AA. But really, I'm talking about these recovery centers where they send you for two weeks and you pay 50 grand. Well, guess what? He's competing with them. So, of course, they are coming after him, right? They don't want him to be spreading information. They want to be the only game in town like they were for a long time. Now, Chris has a lot of similar aspects to his program that they do. But what he first focuses on, step one, before any of the, let's say, if you're looking at the pyramid, any of the psychological or the spiritual or the social or the transcending the alcohol, he looks at the biochemical approach. And he he has an in-depth understanding of why alcoholics sometimes are lacking in certain nutrients and why you know supplements and diet and fitness and sort of biohacking helps them recover faster because their physical body is running better. Therefore, they can make better choices because our physical body and our, and our brain are connected, right? We all function better when we're on better sleep, when we have the right nutrients, when we're eating foods that are good for our body. And that's all he's trying to do. And anybody who has a problem with that, you're invited on the podcast. You write me an email and say, hey, I, I don't, I disagree with Chris Scott's approach. And you and I can have a conversation on the podcast, okay? Or we could do it live on YouTube if you want. So uh, there's just some few people who, who wrote into me recently and I just, I hate the keyboard warriors. If you really have a problem, come on live. We could have a conversation. We can talk it out and you can prove your points in real time. And I, I'm somebody who, I wrote a book, uh, but I'm uh, I'm sort of against the written words sort or of the uh, uh, very very Socrates kind of like you should be speaking truths. Okay. If you have to dive into the internet to like look up statistics and like send things on Facebook, then I don't really want to have a conversation with you. I want someone to look me in the eye or for, or at least for me to hear you over the speaker there in the moment. And you have to plead your case and your point. Like you're in a courtroom. And if you're not willing to do that with me, then I'm not willing to talk to you about anything. Lastly here, somebody wrote to me, the other day talking about a pill that they were taking and how, how happy that it made them. And uh, they, they ended the conversation with saying that they're so glad it has no side effects. Um, every medication has side effects, right? There, there's, every medication has effects, good effects and bad effects. <laughs> the effects you want and the effects you don't want. Uh, and that is just the truth, right? It's, it's, it's sort of like the, how there, there are no monetary free lunches. There's no fiscal free lunches. There are no 
biologic free lunches. If you take something that's altering your biochemistry, there is a secondary effect that is going on, right? There's different levels of this. Some are short-term, some are long-term, some are really bad, some are not bad at all. But there's always an effect, right? Now, we've sort of pathologized everything in human nature now, every reaction. If you get a little bit angry, okay, we we have a pill for that. Uh, you're nervous on stage, we have a beta blocker for that. You're 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 nervous and performing in the bed, we have a you know Viagra for that. What, what, whatever it is, we've pathologized every single emotion and action and problem that we have in day to day life, and we've given a pill for it. But 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 the issue is people forget that these pills there's always a secondary effect. Now more often than not. If you're dealing with the right doctor and you've done your own research, you probably have, you're better off taking these pills than not because there are really bad secondary effects from you not taking the pills, right? There's Whether you make the left turn or the right turn, you're still moving forward. You're still going through life. There's still problems. You have to make the decision if you're going to do this or not. Do your own due diligence. I'm not talking about any one specific person or any one specific pill. But to say that I'm taking a medication and there are no side effects, to me, is at best naive, and at worst, blatantly dumb, because we need to understand that all our body is just a series of chemical reactions. And anytime we're putting something into our body that's causing the chemical reactions to change, there's going to be a secondary effect. Anytime we buy something, we, ch- we now change the market. Cap- you know, the capitalism is officially changed. Every time you purchase something, the market has changed. And every, every time you decide not to purchase something, the market has changed. <laughs> okay, there's, there, there is, these are dynamic things. There is no static. And, you know, we even look at pills like a Benadryl. People thought, oh, a Benadryl, there's no, you know, maybe you wake up groggy in the morning, you'll be fine. Well, you know, now, now we're finding out long-term side effects is what we need to be worried about with Benadryl, not short-term. There really are no short-term side effects. The long-term side effects, well, you know, Alzheimer's is, is what we're worried about. There's a, you know, there's a lot of talk now about how Benadryl is linked to memory issues and potentially linked to dementia in general. So, we have to watch out. You have to be cautious. Make the right decisions for yourself. Do your due diligence. Talk to multiple doctors. Read on your own. But don't be naive enough to think you're going to take a medication and it have no secondary effects in your body. There are no biological free lunches. This has been an episode of the Truly Fit Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Thanks for joining us on the Truly Fit Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review on your listening platform. And feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Social at trulyfit.app. Thanks again.